Living Faith International Church welcomes you to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alotane, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church. Bishop Dominic is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of God's word. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Get ready to be blessed and inspired with the unadulterated word of God. And now, Bishop Dominic Newlove Alote. On a message I've entitled Sons of Belial. Sons of Belial. When we talk about a Belial, it stands for Satan. When we say Belial, it stands for Satan. And why this is so important is that we have too many sons of Belial in our churches today. Are you not saying amen? amen. Sons of Belial. First Samuel chapter 1, verse number 3. Now this man went out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord God of hosts in Shiloh. Phinehas, the substance of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. Were there. Okay. First Samuel chapter 2 verse 12. Amen. Now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial. Now the question is, how do you move from being a child of a priest to becoming a child of the devil? As a son of the high priest, Eli, who comes out of the tribe of Aaron. So the Bible says that, verse 12, now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial, and they knew not the Lord. They knew not the Lord. Now, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter number 6, verse 14 and verse 15. The question is, how can somebody who is a priest, because in those days, when you are a priest, you are brought up from the priesthood family. This is your life. Remember Samuel? Samuel was taken among the people. Samuel was given to Eli from when Samuel was like 12 years old. And Samuel served the Lord in the house of Eli all the days of his life. So when we say you are a son of a priest, it just simply tells you that you have been brought up in a priestly house. Can I have amen? Now, how are you brought up in the house of a priest and later on you are being referred to as sons of Belial? As a matter of fact, um, when I talk about sons, I'm not just talking about the, the male person, as a, 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 you know, but I'm also referring to both men and women. As a matter of fact, when Eli comes to um, Hannah, the Bible says that Hannah says, don't count me among daughters of Belial. Which means that you can be a daughter and be a daughter of Belial. Can I have amen? Now, so let's go to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship have righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion have light with darkness? And what concord have Christ with Belial? Or what part have he that believed with an infidel? For 
what agreement and what agreement have the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, I will walk in them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Can I have amen? And so here, the Bible is also referring or calling about or talking about the sons of Belial that we must have nothing to do with sons of Belial. So let us find out who Belial is. The word Belial means worthlessness. When you say you are Belial, it means that you are so hopeless. I mean, you are so worthless. You cannot be, you, um, nobody can use you for anything. Worthless. You are worthless. Amen. And the Bible says that the sons of Eli became very worthless. They, they became almost useless. Nobody can do anything with them. Why? Because the Bible now begins to talk about certain things that happen in their lives. It's amazing because the Bible tells us that they dwell in the presence of God. Now, one of the things that I want to talk about this morning is that you can be so familiar in the church premises that you lose the essence of why you are here. Number two, you can be so familiar in the environment that a time will come that you don't even respect the presence and the things of God anymore. And this is the way I put it. You, you can be in the midst of the presence of God and never have the presence of God with you. You are in the midst of the presence of God. Now, because other people are here that carries the presence of God, but you can be with them, be among them, have the presence of God, but when you step outside of that perimeters, you lose the presence of God. Why? The simple reason is because of the way you are organizing your life. The Bible tells us in the book of Corinthians that what have what concord that tells you that the first thing that happens to people is their associations. Once you start associating with the wrong people, they start impacting you in a negative way. And I say this all the time, there are people who are in jail. It's not because they committed any crime, but because of the association they found themselves in. One of the most dangerous things in our lives, or that pertains to us, is to become very religious. You can be so religious that you lose the essence of why you have been born again, why you are saved, and we see that in Ghana. And as a matter of fact, it's amazing because somebody said to me, he said, the most difficult people you can work with are Christians in Ghana. That's what they told me. That's that in the US, we're talking, myself and my friends were talking and said, you cannot trust Christians in Ghana. And I said, but if you can't trust Christians in Ghana, then who are you going to trust? Who are you going to trust? Why? Because we become worthless people. In other words, you know all the how to say hallelujah. You have trained yourself to say the amen. You know all the, you know, uh, the languages of the church. You know how to scream hallelujah. You can speak in tongues. I mean, you do all these things, but guess what? You, have, you are separated from the life of God. You are separated from the life of God. And what that does to you is that 
a time will come if you don't encounter God, encounter the Holy Spirit, you become very immune, I mean, to the life you are living. You become so immune. If you are a liar, you keep on lying and there is no conviction. You have no conviction. And this is what happened to these sons of Eli that the Bible calls them sons of Belial. The, the Bible says that there came a time that they'll come to the church, you know, they, 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 they're doing all the sacrifices, and when they come, they say, listen, um, I, want the, I want the shoulder of the, the animal. The, the, the ladies will say, please, wait. Let's finish the sacrifice. Then you take whatever you want to take. And the Bible says that they will take it. He said, if you don't give it to me, I will take it by force. And they took what belongs to God by force. And the Bible also says that they were not so much afraid that even at the gate of the temple, they were sleeping with the women. And the Bible said what they were doing really hurt God so much that God said, I have said that the house of Eli or Aaron must continue forever, but far be it. Why? Because those that honor me, I will honor. And I want you to understand today that you can be in church. You can stay in church for so many years and there shall be no influence of the word of God and the power of God in your life. You, you will live defeated. You know how to jump, how to dance, how to do all these things and you become very insignificant in society. Why? Because you refuse to embrace the word of God. Associations are very important. The people you connect with. You see, in fellowshipping or in connecting to people, there is something we call transference of spirits. If you are working with people, you may not be aware, but what you're going to realize is that whatever spirit is in the people are coming upon you. I tell people all the time, you can go to meetings, you go to all these prophetic meetings and all that, but it's not every man of God or any so-called man of God that you allow them to put their hand on you. Some of you don't even understand the difference between the gift and the life of the man of God. So by the time you realize a wrong spirit has been transferred into you just by association or by the laying on of hands. And by the time you realize you are doing things that you know you shouldn't do, you know why? Because somebody laid hand on you, a wrong person laid hand on you, or somebody that you, have, uh, you are associated with. I say to people all the time, listen, God wants me to love everybody. That is a command. But God do not command me to be a friend of everybody. Friends are choices that I need to make. In other words, if you don't subscribe to my principles, we can never be friends. My life is head towards some way. Your life is head towards some way. A lot of people have been destroyed. A lot of men, a lot of women, a lot of families have been destroyed because of the kind of people they connected to. By the time you realize you have become worthless, become worthless, you have become useless. You cannot be used for anything. You, you become more like a non-entity. 
Your presence doesn't affect anybody. But you know what Jesus said? He said, we are the salt of the world. We, I was telling uh, my sons today when we were coming to church, I said, it's amazing this morning how many people are going to church in Ghana. It's amazing. And yet you see the decay. And every front, from the top to the bottom, you see the decay. And you are asking yourself, what are we hearing? What message are we hearing? Somebody said to me, you worry yourself too much. I said, what are you talking about? I said, when you get to Kotoka, take your American mind. Find some place and push it there. And get the Ghana mind and put it in there. And behave like us. Otherwise, you are going to struggle because it doesn't matter who you are in Ghana. This is the way it is. I said, I refuse to be like that. I refuse because I am a salt. I am a light. Immediately, I cannot season people or I cannot throw light into people's life. I become a useless person. And it is never the will of God for any of us to become useless. Not, God doesn't waste time creating useless people. God doesn't waste time. God wants you to be very influential in your family. Very influential among your friends. You see, and I said to you the other day, I said, most, you see, the problem we have in Ghana, we try to cover our, this, some of this lifestyle with prophecies. Listen, no matter who is prophesying over you, if you don't get your life right, it's a waste of time. The people that I've heard will become millionaires through prophecy. If all of them have become millionaires, there'll be no purpose in Ghana. Do you don't become millionaire through prophecy. If you win a lottery today and you are not, your mind doesn't work in a certain way and you don't live a certain lifestyle, I can guarantee you in a matter of one year, you lose everything. You lose everything. So it is time for you to examine your life. Am I, am I just coming to church to impart people and to change lives? Or I am just among the crowd. It doesn't happen. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I will live anyhow. I will do anything. I will organize my life anyhow. And yet I'll come to church. Then what is the essence of you coming to church and sitting down and hearing the word? Because at the end of the day, we want your life to be impacted and we want your life to change. Come on, clap better, clap better. This morning I stood here and I'm making declarations and I'm making pro uh, prophetic decrees. You'll be jumping up and down. I want you to hear me. Child of God, it is time for you to examine your life. Are you a child of Belial? Bel mean a child of Satan. Now the thing is, how do you move from being a child of God, a son of a priest, to become, this is where a lot of times we pick these things from and we say that pastor's children, you know, never, it's like a curse. It's not true. It's, not, it's never true. Me, my children are very good. My son Joshua is preaching the gospel, well-organized, moral man of God, 
22 years, brain is intact. My two daughters are married. I mean, my, my household is intact. It's a choice that I need to make. I don't take for granted that because they live in my house, they are born again. I have to make sure that they are born again. You know you can be in church and take for granted that you know God when you don't know God. The lifestyle of Eli's sons did not only affect Eli. Out of it came judgment. Out of the judgment came the death of Eli's two sons. Out of the judgment came the death of Eli. Out of the judgment came this man called Ikabo, the glory have departed. Out of the death came the elimination of the house of Alimelech by Saul. Out of the death came the, the destruction of the priesthood of Abiathar for generations. So you realize that right now you are doing something and you think it will only affect you. But what you don't understand that whatever is going on in your life that you are not willing to turn around and change, you are also affecting generations. Generations. I prefer to walk alone than to put myself in wrong crowd. I don't want to be influenced by wrong people. I've come too far in my life to be surrounded by wrong people. I don't care what you do for me. I don't care what you give me. I don't care what I refuse. Once I know your mind is not where my mind is, I don't want to know you. Say amen. God, God is not against me for not being your friend. I just choose that I cannot be your friend. You know why? Because your lifestyle is opposite to mine. And if I follow you, you take me to hell. Come on, am I talking to somebody here? And the sad thing is that some of you come to church. You come to church all by yourself. But inside the church, you connect to a child of Belial. And by the time you realize you came by yourself, but somebody else in the church is influencing you to go the wrong way. So we realize, I mean, the, the sad thing is, is this. Why is it that both two sons were behaving like that? Because sometimes in a family, one person could be behaving like that. Then the other person will be checking this one. But it looks like this family, the two of them have become sons of Belial. So there is no check. And the father is an old man who cannot correct the children. And so they kept living like that. Every abominable thing they did. Every abominable thing. And, and professor, you see, one of the things I've realized is that you can be working in church. Some, some of us grow up in church that we take it for granted. And it becomes a normal thing. We, are, we become so religious. I say this all the time. The most difficult people to deal with is not demon-possessed people. It's religious people. I prefer for you to give me somebody who is demon-possessed. I can deal with a demon-possessed person than a religious person. You've been coming to church for so long. Some of you have been in church for 15 years. 30 years. This year is my 40th year of preaching the gospel. 40 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not a fly-by-night preacher. 
I've been around for a, a long time. Come on, give God a clap offering. 40 years. You know, you know the sad thing? There were people that I began with 40 years ago that couldn't make any impact in life. Why? Because their religion, I mean, their church life is one thing and their personal life is another thing. I don't need any prophet to tell me that I'm wrong. If I am wrong, I know I'm wrong. And there is nothing called it's Satan. No, it's me. And it is time for us to take responsibility of our life. The, the thing about this nation is that nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. Nobody wants to take responsibility. We are always blaming somebody. If it is not my mother, it's my father. It's not my father, it's my grandfather. It's my grandfather, it's my grandmother. If not my grandmother, it's the government. I, I mean, we are always trying to blame somebody for our inability to become the kind of people that God wants us to become. And I say this all the time. What kind of a generational curse that can sit upon the child of God, the spirit of God, have control over your life? What kind of a demon that you cannot break over your life unless you choose to live like that? It's a choice. It's a choice. They live like that and little did they know that they were setting themselves for disaster. That not only them, but their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren are going to suffer from the consequences or from the, the rewards of the life that they were living. Listen to me. Don't let money be your motivation. Money, if you allow money to be your motivation, you will die before your time. I'm telling you. If you allow money to be, if you're a woman here, a young girl here, don't let money be your motivation. And do things that you shouldn't do. If you're a young man here, don't allow money to be your motivation. One thing I know, that when your time comes, God will prosper you. Your time will come. The Bible says that this man is like a tree planted by the rivers of waters. Your leaves shall not wither. And whatsoever you do shall prosper. And you shall bring forth your fruit in your season. I came to tell somebody that your season will come. Your season will arrive. You just have to learn to wait on God and walk the way God wants you to wait. You don't want to be called a son of Belia, a son of Satan. You are in church and everybody is afraid of you. You know, in church, eh? Me, the bishop, there, were, there are people I'm afraid of. There are people I can't be in the same room with for 15 minutes. I'm afraid of them. There are people I can't leave my children with. And yet they are, they are in church. People of God, this morning, I want you to take what I'm teaching you today and make a decision and a choice that I want to live long. I want to serve God. I want my life to be a blessing. I want to impact people. I don't want to be termed in the church as a son of the devil. So I made my mind and a decision. If I know you can't influence me to do the right thing, I will disconnect from you. That's it. I will disconnect from you. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you are coming from. 
I don't I just don't care. Am I talking to somebody here? Oh yeah, yeah, growing up, I have to disconnect from people and I thank God I did. I remember those days. Huh? We'll be carrying benches. Be carrying benches. And then, you know, because Sunday morning, we'll meet at, uh, what do we call it, an event center. But in the evening, we are going to meet in somebody's house. So uh, after the service, we all have to carry the benches. And there were people in the church who'd be making mockery of us. I don't know what they are looking for. They want favor. Every day they are carrying these benches. You know, why is it that the pastor don't uh, hire other people? to carry the benches to the place. Uh, little did we know that that which we are doing that looks like foolishness was actually God setting us up for a better life in the future. Say amen. Don't look at people. Don't, don't become another son of Belial. Remove yourself from that group. Refuse to be influenced by the wrong people. Refuse and set yourself apart. And allow Yahweh, allow heaven, allow God, allow God to bless you. Church, if God doesn't bless you, nobody will. And anything that man will give you without God involved will always be a trick. To always be a trick, there is always something around it. If God is not involved. So allow God to do what he wants to do in your life. Allow God to prosper you. Allow God to bless you. Allow God to honor you. And your time will come. Your season will come. Am I talking to somebody here? Your wedding day will arrive. Your business will grow. Am I talking to a believer here? Am I talking to a believer here? Am I talking to a believer here? Serve God. Give your life to God. Serve God. For women, you me serve God. Don't just come to church. Amen. Don't just come to church. Have a personal relationship with God. Develop a personal relationship. They ask me all the time, what is the secret behind your success? And I said to them, it's because of a good heart and a right heart. A right heart. You know the problem we have today? We are serving God with corrupt hearts. Akuma say, our hearts are corrupted. Our hearts are corrupted. God have need of you. Take your eyes off from what doesn't belong to you and serve God. He is looking at you. You think God doesn't see you. He sees you and is looking and is watching. And when your season comes, the God of heaven will speak a blessing over your life. Your life will take another turn. People will come and look for you. You become a blessing to so many people. You will live long. Come on here. I said, you will live long. I'm not here. I said, you will live long. Say amen. And you will bless your children's children because there is a lot of benefits in serving God. There's a lot of benefits. Don't be a son of Belial. You see them in the Bible. Every dirty work were done by the sons of Belial. Every dirty work. When Jezebel wanted to kill Naboth, he used sons of Belial to kill Naboth. 
That's, that's the job of billiards. Workless. Don't sit in church and let somebody use you as a child of Belial to do their dirty work. Don't be in your office and let some boss use you as a child of Belial to do their dirty work. Don't be in your family and let somebody in the family use you and hide behind you to destroy others. Take a stand. Say to yourself, I don't want to go this way. I, I don't want to live like this. I want to serve God. God will bless me when my time comes, when my season is here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what I'm talking about. There was a time in New York, eh? There was a time in New York, I will never forget. I have only one shoe. Yeah, in New York. I have only one shoe. There was a time I have three jackets. One was black, one was red, and one was green, remember? And I have only one black pants, black trousers, and I used to change. This Sunday I wear the, the, the black jacket. On a, so I told you the other day, when, when you see me in white shirt all the time, it's not by design, it's by default. Because as for white shirt, nobody knows the difference. So I always in white shirt. Have you, have you noticed I'm always in white shirt? Yes, because I, I just changed the jacket. The pants is black. Okay, the white shirt is the same, you know. And, and, and I, but I gave my life the same way I was serving God, Dr. Debbie. The same way I was living for God in those days. Mr. Mensah, the same way I was walking with God, the same way I was living, the same way I was serving the church, then is the same way I'm doing right now. Today, look at what God, I have no need of suit, I have no need of shoes, I have no need of, I have no need of anything. God said, I will bless you. That God has prospered us and it has taught a lot of young people you see some of them come here from time to time. A lot of young people that we have influenced. It wasn't one day. You want to get what other people have got for one day. You want to become like me one day. That's the problem we have in a church in Ghana. Every small boy wants to be like me. You ask yourself, why all this small small churches all over some of them don't even have a place they meet on the football field for what refusing to submit to any authority because they want to be like you overnight and it's time for us to get up and we say you know something it's time for us to change we need a change we need a mental shift we need a spiritual awakening God, when your time comes God will just bless you. This is my testimony. Last two weeks, we were there and one of the schools called my daughter, Joel, Boston University. And they said about 89,000 people applied to the school. They chose 3,100 and you are among the first hundred. Boston University 
and they gave my daughter a full scholarship, $77,000 a year. God will honor you. Your labor will never be in vain. Am I talking to somebody here? What I'm trying to say to you that if you serve God from the depths of your heart, if you live for God, God will honor you. God will honor you. He will never allow your enemies to make mockery of you. You will never become a reproach. You become a, a proverb or a byword. Your enemies will never rule over you. God will wipe the tears out of your eyes. God will lift you somewhere that your name, am I talking to somebody here? God will lift you up. God will bless your business and God will bless your life. Come on, lift up your hand and give, give me a big amen, somebody. Give me a big amen. Amen. Give me a big amen. Let's stand together. It's going to be an awesome time. Can you lift up your hand? Say, Father, I'm not here. Say, Father, I thank you for today. I bless you for your word. I'm asking this morning that my life will make an impact in the land of the living. Make me a blessing. I'm not here. Say, make me a blessing. Let my life be a blessing. Let my, my life affect other people around me. In the name of Jesus, I will not be a child of Belial. I will not be a child of Satan. I am a child of God. I declare today, I'm a child of God. I'm born again. I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of me. Everything I touch prospers in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening to Higher Life Broadcast with Bishop Dominic Newlove Alute, the head pastor of Living Faith International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. We believe you have been blessed, inspired, and encouraged. You are invited to worship with us on Wednesdays, Success in Life Teaching Service, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Sundays, Celebration Service, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Locate Living Faith International Church, Rima House, at a Charlie Old Town last stop. For more details or prayer and counseling, please contact 0501-550-756-0561-291-565 and 0244-780-205. Remain under the blessings of God. Living Faith International Church. Living by faith. Dominating your world.